Peter got out of the boat and began to walk on the water toward Jesus. But when he saw how strong the wind was, he became frightened. And beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. When was the last time that you cried out to the Lord, Lord, you asked me to do this. Why is this so terrible? Why does it feel like I'm failing? I'm doing my best. Jesus, why in the world am I suffering so much? This is a pretty common experience in the Christian life, I think. I've definitely found it a lot in my own life. One of the hardest periods of my life is when I was living abroad, beginning preparation to become a priest, and I was removed from my language, my culture, my people, my friends, my family. And it was just hard. I was, convic- I was convinced and convicted I was doing what I was supposed to do, but it just felt like a storm. And it felt like I was sinking at times. This is a really common experience in the Christian life. St. Elijah and St. Paul have the similar situation, and that's where we come in with the readings today. Elijah was asked by God to go manifest God's power, the truth that he was the only true God to the Israelites. And he did in spectacular fashion. He called all the prophets of the false god Baal, and then he called down fire from heaven, and it consumed the wood that was saturated with water. God showed up, and Elijah thinking, all right, here's the sign. God is doing his thing. Now the people are going to believe. But they didn't. And in fact, the only reward for his labor of being faithful is making the queen mad at him. And then he had to run for his life. And that's where we pick up the story today. He's on the mountain and he's waiting to hear from the Lord. Lord, you told me to do this. Why in the world is this happening? The second reading, St. Paul, he's sent to the Jews. He himself being a Jew that experienced the power of Jesus and gave his life over to him. He had this mission from the Lord. I need to go and reach the Jews and draw them to Jesus as I experienced. The problem is the Jews as a whole did not follow him and they did not agree with him. Paul felt like a failure. And he said, I would rather be cut off in my relationship with Jesus for the sake of my people. This hurts so bad. And then we have the disciples in the gospel. Jesus told them to get into the boat. They were just doing what they were asked to do. And then where in the world, why in the world is this storm rocking our boat and we're in danger of sinking? Jesus, we were just doing what you asked us to do. In the Christian life, if we are being faithful and we're pursuing the Lord, we can count on the fact that at times we're going to experience the storm. We're going to experience what spiritual writers like St. Ignatius of Loyola calls spiritual desolation. It feels like we're doing it wrong. It feels like we're failing, even though we're doing all of the right things. We're showing up to prayer every day. We're going to at least Sunday Mass. 
We're going to confession on a regular basis. We're trying to leave our sinful tendencies behind us. We're trying to be generous with others. And then all of a sudden, it just feels like the bottom comes out from under us. What in the world? St. Ignatius says, count on the fact that this is going to happen. And the Lord has His reasons. And we can go into a few of those. But the key is just to know that that is going to happen at times. Sometimes we're going to sink like Peter because we haven't been faithful to those things. So we might call that self-imposed spiritual desolation if we aren't faithful to prayer. And again, I've been emphasizing that 15 to 30 minutes of silent time with Jesus every day. If we're not faithful to making Sunday Mass a non-negotiable, even on vacation, even during the summer, even when we have all these other excuses... If we are faithful to going to confession on a regular, if we're not faithful to going to confession and we rarely go, you can be sure you're not going to have a whole lot of peace spiritually. So if that is the case, we're called like Peter to keep our eyes fixed back on Jesus rather than to get so caught up in all the things that are going wrong in our life. Jesus is inviting us, come back to me, come back to prayer, come back to mass, come back to confession, and I will bring you peace again. It's so beautiful. St. Peter, when he realizes, and he's so relatable for all of us, because at times we're going to fail. None of us are going to be perfect. And as soon as St. Peter says, Lord, help me, basically have mercy on me, immediately it says Jesus grabs him. And we hear this line that Jesus says, Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? We read that usually with this tone of condemnation, of shaming. But you can be sure that that was not a condemning or a shaming tone that Jesus was using with Peter. He's saying, Don't you trust me? Don't you know that I would never let anything happen to you? I am with you. You can trust me. Jesus said to St. Faustina and to other saints, the greatest pain of his heart is when we don't trust him and we don't trust his mercy. So as I've talked about that time of daily prayer, 15 to 30 minutes as a minimum for someone that is really pursuing the Lord, I want to reemphasize us calling out with Peter, Lord, save me, help me. That is especially when we go to confession. And when we say, Lord, I can't do this. I have taken my eyes off of you, and I am so sorry. I want to be re-centered on you again. And I'm always, as a priest, I never have these feelings of judgment or shaming towards someone that has come with sincerity, and they're just so sorry. And how beautiful are those confessions, and it frequently happens where the first thing out of their mouth is they say, I didn't put God first. I haven't made Jesus the first priority of my life. How true, how honest that is. In order to be a good confessor, I try to be a good penitent. And so I go to confession just about every single week. Not because I've, I think I've committed a serious sin, but because the more I go in my spiritual life, the more I'm like Peter and I recognize I can't do it alone. I need this grace. It's not just a nice added bonus. Not only does that sacrament take my sins away, it strengthens me in these areas that I confess. 
And I realize this is not an optional grace for me. I need this grace so badly. St. Teresa of Avila, the story goes that she's on a carriage ride from one point to another, and it's rainy and muddy, carriage gets stuck in the mud. Long story short, she's in the mud, whether she got thrown out or just stuck in the mud, and she says, Lord, if this is how you treat your friends, no wonder you have so few. Isn't that the truth? If we pursue the Lord, if we're faithful to prayer, if we're faithful to Mass, faithful to going to confession, faithful to being as generous as we can, we will have peace, but we will experience the storms at the same time. If we have self-imposed any of that desolation by not being faithful to these things, now is the time to turn back to the Lord, to come back to confession. I told you that that's one of the things that I look for. I look for a person, a community that's committed to daily silent time with Jesus to know the health of that community, to know the health of that person's spiritual life. But likewise, I look at what's the frequency of confession? Not out of a place of, oh my gosh, I'm doing everything wrong and so I have to go back. Out of, again, this place of fear. That's not what we're invited to here. We go to confession because, Jesus, I love you so much and I don't want to even do the least thing to hurt your love for me. Imagine this parish, imagine these communities, if we become a a community and we become individual people that are characterized by this silent time every single day, regular confession, non-negotiable Sunday Mass, maybe even Mass during the week. In the cities, different parishes that have become alive over years of tilling the soil, you can have three or four priests hearing confessions for multiple hours. Not on Divine Mercy Sunday, on a normal Saturday or Sunday afternoon. This is what we're called to. The sacraments, once we realize what a gift they are and how we can encounter Jesus' love for us, no one will be able to keep us away from them because they are so powerful and they transform us so much. Jesus, we thank You and we praise You. We praise You in the midst of the storm. Jesus, we are doing our best in whatever You called us to. We repent of all of the ways that we have intentionally turned away from You and we ask You, Jesus, to draw us out of the water, draw us out of this sinking feeling that we have of discouragement, of feeling like a failure. Jesus, fill us with new hope that with your mercy there is always hope. We have nothing to be afraid of because you are with us. Jesus, help us to recommit our lives to you so that even in the midst of the storms, we continue to keep our eyes fixed on you and we never give up hope. Jesus, thank you for your mercy. Jesus, we trust in you. Amen.